Welcome to Couch Buddies. I'm Kia. I'm Michelle. Uh, well, we've got another theme month going. So I just want to say, fill up your tumblers, buddies, because we've got some show stopping numbers for you. <laughs> Thought you'd appreciate that. I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, that was that was just for you. <laughs> we um you guys have heard us mention on the podcast before. Uh we've talked about Team Star Kid. We especially mentioned them. Um in, you know, in in some of our more recent episodes, mm-hmm. you you heard us talk about the Team Star Kid musical Twisted referenced uh, when we talked about the Aladdin live action movie. Yeah, and so we are doing a Team Star Kid theme month. Uh, we're going to do we're going to cover three Team Star Kid musicals, but we thought because there's you know maybe some of our listeners out there um, who don't know a lot about Team Star Kid, we thought we would kind of give you an introductory kind of episode about like, okay, here's team star kid and how they got started and what they've done, what, what they've done what since we love maybe some of the, even some of the, the uh, members. Yes. Some of the members, because we will refer to the member. Inevitably we will stop referring to them as their character name and refer to them as, as their real name. Yes. Because absolutely. we have been a fan. I've been a fan of star kid and almost since the beginning. And I, that's, that was the thing that I was going to say. Mm-hmm. It was because it, because of you that I even heard of team star kid. Mm-hmm. And it was, I don't remember when it, it was when you guys were like, you had just bought this house. You, mm-hmm. I don't think you had like completely closed on it yet, but I had come to visit one weekend. Mm-hmm. You guys were still in the apartment and you brought me over here to show me the house. Yeah, we had just closed. And I vividly remember this. You and I were standing like right over here by the door and Josh had ducked in like to do something else. And you pulled something up on your MP3 player and you were having me listen to something from a very potter musical and we were dying it was laughing probably the opening song probably one of my yeah, yeah yeah uh gotta get back to hogwarts yeah. and and so from that like i was hooked and i went home i went home like once i got home that weekend i like i watched all of a very potter musical on on youtube i found the soundtrack to it mm-hmm. i downloaded the videos to my phone and would listen to like would play them while I was yeah. working. It just I absolutely loved it, and it was because you introduced me to Yay. it. Because well, I will because back then, you know, Harry Potter it, the the last like the last movies hadn't even come mm-hmm, out. No, the the um the final book had the final book had come yes. out in like two thousand six. Was when we were still in college. Yeah, we were. I we bought it from my roommate. Yeah, so. and and. Um, our friend Danny walked into where I worked on campus, just handed me the book and then turned and walked out. <laughs> and she basically refused to talk to anybody for a couple of days until I finished reading it yeah. and could then carry on a conversation yeah. with her about it. My, um, my boss at um, the museum I worked yes. at, she was a, like, she's, she's 20 or 30 years older than us. <laughs> yes. I, I would say 20-ish, 30 years older. I don't want to, and that'll kill me. Um but she talked Harry Potter. She would have like big discourses about Harry mm-hmm. Potter before the last book came out. Like, yeah. it and was so hilarious. I just wanted to say, yeah, we, we're not covering the, we're not going to like talk about the Harry Potter musicals in an, an episode. episode yeah. We're basically going to talk about them here just because one, they, it was the early, early days of YouTube. Like YouTube was like a year old at this yeah, point. Yeah, it wasn't very old for sure. It, or like two years old at this point. 
you this was back when you like you could only upload things in like nine minute chunks yeah because that's and that the whole that's the whole reason the first the first very potter musical is in like nine minute chunks now yes. people have gone through and put it all together since then yes but like how i discovered it was literally recommended on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like it blew up. Cause if you actually hear like the full story, it's really cool. They put it up, not realizing everybody in the world would be able to access it or mm-hmm. would want to access it. And so they put it up just for the people who were in class in school with them or who missed the production. Mm-hmm. And it's full of their own inside jokes, which actually makes it better. It does. Like it's almost comparable to critical role in that, like mm-hmm. the way it started at least in that there are these friends doing this thing and they are having a good time mm-hmm. and everyone is loving it because they're having a good time. Yeah. They, um, and yeah, it's, it's yeah, really but cool. I, I would like, I would just want to specify. Yes, it is like the, like a very Potter musical and a very Potter sequel, a very Potter senior year. They are like the masthead of the star kid yeah. ship. Especially the the first two. Especially the first two. And I just wanted to, like, let everybody know, like, okay, here's why we're not covering those. Because, like, the audio and video quality is terrible. It doesn't hold up very well. Especially for the first one, yeah. Especially for the first one. And if you don't watch the first one, watching the rest of them is difficult. Yes. And also, you know, at this point in time, at the time of recording... Um, J.K. Rowling has turned out to be a huge, like, flaming pile of garbage. Yeah. So hey, I, I still repeat, I have known that for a long time. <laughs> well, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> for me, it was a I never cared because like, yes, I read Harry Potter. I watched yeah. the movies. But if it weren't like the pop culture thing, I honestly wouldn't have cared. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, I enjoyed it because my friends enjoyed it. I haven't reread the books since I read them the first time. I, haven't, I think I've done it once when I was trying to get Josh to read them. Yeah. Um, like I know enough about Harry Potter and, and honestly, like the Star Kid musicals about Harry Potter are like, I enjoy them more. Oh, but, absolutely. They've got better character yes, development than half the movies. They absolutely do have better character um, development, but it was, <laughs> you know, we should get into talking about mm-hmm. like the Star Kid players because, because, right. because we haven't really come right out and said it. Team Star Kid, it was, you know, this the theater, you know, this group of theater kids. At the University of Michigan. At yeah. the University of Michigan in, in Ann Arbor. And they and, wrote and, and directed some some of their own plays, basically. Yes. And, and so you have, you know, the, and so they have become now in the last 10 years, they have grown to be to become Star Kid Productions. Yes. And you have you know, like a lot of those early members and some of the names that we talk about, like will be names that some people recognize. The biggest one, of course, the biggest one, of course, is Mr. Darren Chris, Emmy, uh, Golden Globe, SAG award winning Darren Chris. I couldn't remember if he won the Emmy or not. I he won, he won the everything Golden... he was up for okay. when he played uh, the, Andrew Kanan Andrew Kanan from the assassination of Johnny Versace. First came, he really first came to prominence in Glee. Mm-hmm. I saw him on Eastwick, so I'm just gonna say I thought he was cool for everybody else. But anyway, she she's a Darren Chris hipster. Everybody. I will just I, let, letting I will the world proudly that. claim that title. I love that man. Um, <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> By the way, guys, if you listened to our New Year's episode, we had uh, we had like little guest commentary from Michelle's little sister Kimmy, who you have oft heard us mention. Kimmy is here in the living room with us again. Back so by no demand whatsoever. <laughs> So, sorry, I was making Kimmy laugh, and so, 
But, but the thing with, <laughs> and like Darren became known for Glee and then became known for the destination of Johnny Versace. He's done various movies. I, he, he, he is now Ryan Murphy's golden boy. Yeah. Inarguably, he is the most successful member of Team Star Kid. There are, now, there are others that are doing very well in theater circuits and are starting to I was really say, take because, off. Because A.J. Holmes, yes. who has done, uh, A.J. Holmes, who has, like, because this, you know, the thing, it's not just like they don't, you know, these these guys, these, you know, men and women, they don't just, like, act in these shows. They write the music. They yeah. write, you know, they like the book. They do they do everything. And and so like AJ Holmes like he's he's been in like touring like he's been in yeah. touring production of like Book of Mormon all over the world, mm-hmm. um and then even like Robert Mannion who's more of like a newcomer to start. Oh, I love Robert Mannion. Robert's great. Did not realize how young he was. Oh, he's a baby. He's an <laughs> infant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I realized that. He's old ladies. <laughs> I know. Well, the fact that he was nineteen when he was in Twisted, yeah. I was like, oh, oh god. Yeah, he's an infant. But um. But yeah, you know, so like Robert has done, you know, some like some stuff yeah. on like on Broadway too. The, and... the Langs uh, actually yes. did the Quibi show with Darren. I yes. forgot the name of it. Quibi is now, you know, gone. Hope they put that up. Royalties, I think maybe the name yes. of it. Kimberly, Royalties. help me with Thank it. you, Kimmy. Um, but and now I didn't watch the show, but I watched the clips that got on YouTube because <laughs> hi. And it was hysterical. The music was hysterical. Darren mm-hmm. wrote all the music. Uh, and the Langs wrote the actual story, and it looked hysterical, but I wasn't going to pay for Quibi to watch it. Yeah, same like, here. Just wasn't going to do it. I love Darren, and I love the Langs, because because Nick and uh, oh man, Nick and Matt Matt Lang, they I think also wrote Twisted. Yes, uh, they wrote I've, a lot of the Potter stuff. As we like, as we kind of yeah. go through and like talk about some of these shows, I have like who wrote the book and music for, oh, okay, for yeah. them. So, um, but yeah, they. Matt and Nick have written the book for a lot of these yeah. and, and usually like with, with Brian Holden. Yeah. Jeff Blim has written more now, which he's, cause he's a newcomer as well. Yes. Like, Jeff, like Jeff is a newcomer. Jeff's, I think Jeff's debut in Star Kid was as Aragog in a very Potter senior year. I don't remember. Or no, was came it out first? Me- it was Holy Musical Batman. Was it Holy Musical Batman? I don't remember which one first. came out first. I don't remember either. Um, but so yeah, I guess we're doing go through the list of them. Is that what yeah, we're going to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, well, so, I figured what we might do, like talk about yeah. the the very Potter yeah, musicals yeah, together. Yeah, naturally. Um, but I but yes, I will say, so, um, yeah, as we mentioned, like Team Star Kid, you know, they formed in 2009 mm-hmm. while they were still in college, um, and at the time of recording. They have, uh, they've produced and like released um, twelve musicals and three kind of web series. The first yeah. was um, Little the fir- White Lies. The yeah, the first web series was was Little White Lies. It was actually done pre Very Potter musical. Yes, it was done in two thousand seven. But with the success that a Very yeah. Potter musical earned on um, YouTube, they decided to put it up. So upset it didn't actually have like a, a proper conclusion. Yeah. Oh. Um, but they did that, and then in recent, like recent years, they did movies, musicals, and me, which is hilarious. Yes, I love movies, musicals, and me. And like, um, it's basically a parody series of if yeah, every I popular have, musical had been turned, every popular movie had been turned into a musical. And like, so it's they've so got, good. They've got iconic hits, including songs about Forrest Gump, Home Alone, Hulk and Thor, Fifty Shades of Grey, Force Awakens, and more. It, they are and hilarious. The the third and most recent web series is called Nightmare Time, and it is part of the Hatchetfield universe, yeah. which which is the most part of the most recent two musicals that they've they produced. Um, but the if we like 
start from the beginning. Yeah. We've got a very Potter musical and it was book, uh, book by Matt and Nick Lang mm-hmm. and Brian Holden. Yep. Um, and then music and lyrics by Darren and AJ, AJ Holmes. Holmes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Chris wrote the first song, Gotta Get You Back to Hogwarts, mm-hmm. in 10 minutes when he would, like, 10, 20 minutes in, a, in like, a hallway at the school. I, he, I love him, but he makes me sick. <laughs> he is your kids. I know. He's my favorite. Because that, that song, not he, that song is my favorite Harry Potter song. Like, I, I, except for Not Alone, but that one I feel like doesn't count because it is so actually good without the musical behind it. If that makes sense. Yeah. But get you back to Hogwarts. Well, I mean, is Darren, like, Darren put not alone on his own like yeah. EP. And it became like this. There's some crazy stuff with that, too. Yes. Because not alone is one of the first things Blaine says to Kurt. It's like you're not alone anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to a thing just recently. Darren did a rewatch mm-hmm. of that first episode on his like Instagram. And somebody lovingly put it up to YouTube because I don't get on Instagram. But he, uh, in the middle of it, he gets to that part and he goes, I had no idea. Like the writers did not know. Mm-hmm. about my not alone song and i had no idea this was going to happen but it just felt so fortuitous yeah. that that was one of the first like first things he really said in the show mm-hmm. like toward the end of the first episode he's on yeah but because not alone like talking about that musical not alone the song not alone is i think one of the most special songs yeah because they play it funny and straight yes. it can go either way and i love that like i mean it you know i've been alone surrounded by darkness you know always do my best Mm -hmm. you know to make you see um but you know baby you're not alone because you're here with me and it's sung as because if you've seen harry potter this part is being sung in the musical (laughs) as a duet between harry and Ginny. yes uh at the moment that like all hope is lost it feels like like voldemort is taking over the school and because they basically combine yeah i I was gonna i was gonna explain that um basically because because then we haven't mentioned like team star kid pretty much everything they do it's it's a parody most stuff yeah most of it's a parody and so, the, like, the first Harry Potter musical, it kind of smashes together elements from the first, fourth, and seventh books mm-hmm. of the series, of the of the J.K. Rowling series of books. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, like, it, it takes place what is during Harry's second year at Hogwarts, and Quirrell, Professor Quirrell, yeah. reinstates the House Cup tournament in which a champion from each house is chosen to compete in the tournament. And it's hundred percent, the Triwizard tournament. <laughs> yes. It's, it's yeah. It's, it's a comparison to the Triwizard tournament and using this tournament for his evil deeds, Voldemort returns to his body. And then Harry and his friends have to destroy the Horcruxes. And I mean, this music, it is iconic. And that's a boss Zephron poster. That's Just... a, I like my absolute favorite thing about it. And is, is when, Dylan Saunders comes in as Dumbledore and he's doing that kind of like New York-y yeah. kind of Bronx. Just call me Dumbledore. And you guys will call me Albus unless you want attention. I'm just kidding. I'll explain you if you call me Albus. Like it's brilliant. Like that. And um, there's just like, and to me, nothing will be like more iconic. And it's, it's still a thing that we do. I've even gotten my mom doing it occasionally. The, you know, um, you know, oh, I'll just put everybody who looks like a good guy into Gryffindor. Anybody who looks like a bad guy into Slytherin. The rest of you can just go whatever the hell you want. And 
it's like you know, like it had some and then it goes on to like something about you like hufflepuff oh hufflepuffs are particularly good finders what the hell is a hufflepuff and, and then to have later somebody mention hufflepuff and you have just from off stage find which has become our marco polo it, it yeah. has become our marco polo we like we wander through a store get separated hufflepuff fine <laughs> it's so funny um my sister is a hufflepuff so yeah <laughs> but yeah but, we um yeah, yeah it's like i said it's it's i you know it's absolutely iconic and you know and it kind of follows a very vague reconstructed outline of the books yeah but it does it in a very uniquely like star kid approach yeah um and and it gives even more like interesting interpretations of like characters and events and like, stuff like Harry's that. Harry's like a douche with a guitar. Yeah, like he's like my one of my one of the best moments because Ginny, I love Ginny. Yeah, uh, don't crowd the famous friend because um, mm-hmm. it's also her first year at Hogwarts. Yes, uh, but Ginny and Harry are talking like they become friends and and he goes, listen to this song. I'm gonna put your name in just for like you know I don't think it's gonna work, but I'm gonna put your name Thank in. You. And so he sings the song. Uh, the song to her, and it's like it works perfectly. Yes, it's like you're the Mickey to my Minnie, you're the Tigger to my Winnie. Winnie. Want to take Gin- you out to Denny's? <laughs> like, yeah, take you out to Ginny, and it just doesn't work. It, yeah, and it, but he goes through and sings his whole yeah. song, and then he's and she's like, oh, but that's so great. And he goes, do Thanks. you think it can make a girl fall in love with you? I think, I think it, it already did. Great, because it's for Cho Chang. And, and, and eventually so then, he does sing it to Cho Chang, replacing like, her name. And you're just but, like, no. But it ha- it has the absolute, like, one of my favorite lines ever of the, I want to take you up to Winnipeg. That's in Canada. <laughs> yep. And that, okay, we play a game called Ticket to Ride with my yes. family. And me, Josh, and Kimmy, every time we Winnipeg, that's in Canada. The three of us. My parents have no clue what that's from, why we do it. We do it every time. Yeah. So from there, well, I mean, we we didn't really talk about the people in the show. Oh yeah, true, true, true. Sorry. Um, so like, Darren Chris plays Harry Potter. Joey Richter, who you will hear a lot about, you hear a lot about Joey uh, Richter plays Ron. I love. They're so good. Like, oh, they're so. And good. you have you have Jamie Lynn Beatty as Ginny. As Ginny, you have Joe Walker as Voldemort. Mm-hmm. Ryan Rosenthal as Professor Quirrell. Mm-hmm. Um, Meredith. Not Meredith. No, it's, Meredith it's Bonnie. Later. Bonnie. Oh, I can't remember her last name. She's only in the Harry Potter musicals. She's only in the first two. Yeah, the first Merid- two. Meredith, Meredith comes in one. in the third one. Um, because she got married and had babies, so she yes. couldn't come be in the third one. But yeah, and she's as we great mentioned, as, as, yes, yeah. and as we mentioned, uh, Dylan Saunders as Dumbledore. Brittany Coleman is, is uh, Bellatrix. Bellatrix. Lauren Lopez <laughs> is the brilliant Draco Malfoy. It's absolutely which brilliant Draco Malfoy. Tom Felton was once interviewed about, uh, asked about it at a con, and he was like, I've heard about it, I haven't really seen And so he said, what do you think about the girl who plays Draco? And he went, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> a girl plays Draco? Well, and to be but like, Lauren plays a guy in, like, in virtually in, like, everything. At least, yeah, oh, it's so it's funny. On it, like, it almost feels like until like the guy who didn't like musicals, was, or no, probably Firebringer. But to be Firebringer is the one musical that I haven't seen. Okay. Um, just for like, I've started it like a bunch of times. I, I don't like and the I, music as much in it. It's, it's, for me, it's a harder to get through one. Yeah, well, and to be, in that one, it's, Meredith, uh-huh. it was Meredith and Mike Swidark. Yeah, I just don't like the, the music as much. It's nothing against it. It's just not my thing. You only need one song in that music. I don't really want to work today. today. Which has become like a massive, massive meme. meme. Yeah, but um, 
But yeah, it feels like until like Firebringer was probably the first musical in which Lauren did not have to don a mustache. Other than Little White Lies, which she plays a girl in Little White Lies. Yeah. Um, or like in, I say don a mustache. Drago doesn't have a mustache, but but, but B, yeah, it's really funny. Um, but the you know, and then you have um, Jim Povolo who plays is crab, <laughs> crab or, or Goyle or, or Goyle. I think it's Goyle. I Goyle don't rules. Yeah, Goyle. It's Goyle. Goyle. Um, I'm trying to think of any of the, any other, like, names that I'm missing. Oh, man, did you see the girl plays Cho Chang? Because I always forget her name. Oh, she's on, um, Ladylike. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember her name. I don't remember her name, but she's, she's great. Um, she also is in the next one they did. Yes. So, yeah. But the, um, but from there, we, you know, we go into the, the following year, in 2010, they did, um, a very Potter sequel yes. in which again, the book by Brian Holden and the Langs and music by Darren, just Darren, just this Darren time. on that one. And so uh, this was the third star kid musical. Yes. Because in between there, we had <laughs> me and my dick, but we'll talk about that one later. Yes. Um, and this one, <laughs> a very Potter sequel, it features time travel Yep. back to Harry's first year and we have Lucius Malfoy and the Death Eaters are determined to stop Harry before he can kill Voldemort. And in this, um, because Voldemort is not a, a key player in this musical, we now have Joe Walker, who previously played Voldemort. He is now playing Dolores Umbridge. Which we actually didn't mention the first musical. I want to back up for two yes. seconds. Quirrell, played by Brian, Brian Rosenthal. Rosenthal. And Voldemort played by Joe Walker are attached by the back for the first half of the musical. It is brilliant. He I wears like the big turban that that Quirrell wears in like the movie in the books. Yes. And he's at one point Voldemort sneezes on the back of Quirrell's head, and he goes, "I simply farted." It, and it it is the the the, the difference can be, which is the number they do together. Yeah. Brilliant. Like. Like the fact that they fought to do that. Like, I know. That's how you do it on stage is you attach two people by their backs. And now you and now you've just reminded me the first time that I went because you guys have probably heard me mention there's a cruise that I've been on a couple of times called the Rock Boat. And our friend Danny convinced me to go on it and it was in 2010. And um and then the following year, and we went with our friend Megan in 2011 we convinced it was our friends uh, Kim and Joanna to come along with us. They had not heard anything about star kid and Danny and I absolutely loved a very Potter musical. And so we, it was so late and we were, we were at the hotel before we were leaving for our cruise the next day. And Danny and I were basically like standing back to back and demonstrating the Voldemort, Quirrell, so funny. everything, and like we basically did the different as can be number. Yeah, um, I just I think the, feel like I had to mention. Yes, so I, brilliant. I, I had forgotten. It's just but brilliant. Yeah. In in this one, like I said, we it in like Dro Walker plays Dolores Umbridge, Mama Umbridge, Mama Umbridge, and I eat rocks and falcon eggs. <laughs> And, and it has to be said, Joe Walker is like the most ripped man in this cast. Yeah. Like muscles on muscles. And he's not short by any stretch of the imagination. He's, not. he's yeah. And then you have, um, and then we have Brian Holden, who mm-hmm. did the book for this and a very Potter musical. Brian Holden introducing him as Remus Lupin. Yeah. I will like, I have to go on record and say Brian Holden is one of my absolute favorite star kids. Mm-hmm. 
I love Brian. They're Brian, and because Brian, and you know, they these these people, they were all together in college. Yeah, and and so now a lot of them are like they're together as couples, and yeah. be, so you have Meredith, who we mentioned a minute ago. Brian and Meredith are now married. Yeah, and um, and so they, I've I followed them both <laughs> on Instagram, and Brian has this like dark chaotic trickster energy yes that cannot be deterred and it is just it's crazy and so when you he has just this level of like like not psychoticness not many men or people would in in that at at that (laughs) point in time looking the way that brian looks not that brian is unattractive he he's just a very he's just like a scrawny dude he's a very scrawny guy he runs around for like at least (laughs) 10 minutes at least it just, in just socks and tidy whities and he's covered in like fake blood like he's got like these smudges on it's, him they're supposed it, to be blood. yeah it's supposed to be like a post transformation remus Lupin. it is so funny and brilliant that like yeah i, I use that word a oh, lot wait, with him we forgot so I, I know who we forgot to mention joe moses snape yes joe moses snape is one of the best like <laughs> he, it is he plays his Snape well, yeah. as, like, in, in some ways, he's more book Snape than Alan Rickman. Is. Yes. Because Alan Rickman is too nice as Snape. Well, and, and the ways that we see Joe Moses's like, the way that we see his Snape, like, you keep, like, giving Dumbledore's, like, like, a sandwich with a bomb in it. Yeah. And, and like, just out and out ridiculous ways of trying to kill Dumbledore. It's well, absolutely and, hysterical. And Remus is a big, like, Remus is a big bully. Yes. Remus, Remus calls him a butt trumpet and like yeah. <laughs> is mean to him from the moment he sees him again in the second musical. It's great. What is it that like we have because we have in in Very Potter sequel we have the song Hermione can't draw because Hermione all the, can't draw oh, Hermione can't, can't sing. Is that true? It, yeah, it's like, sing, I can't, yep. yeah, yeah. It's like I couldn't remember what it was. It's Lupin can't something. Lupin can't and, sing, and so yeah. what it is is that everybody is picking on Hermione and like Hermione can't draw. Once again, Lupin's a teacher. Yeah, Lupin is a teacher. And so he starts doing something, and then everybody turns on him, like, Lupin can't sing, Lupin can't sing. And he's just like, ah, no, 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 no. Hermione can't draw, she can't draw. Hermione can't draw. Hermione cannot draw. Hermione can't draw. Hermione can't draw. Because you've got Darren, I mean, I mean, Harry over there on the guitar, just jamming away. (laughs) And, like, they finally become friends with with Hermione and all that kind of stuff in the musical. But, oh, so funny. and the, it's the second one, isn't it? Yeah, it's the second one. And it also has like one of my jokes, like the like the running joke about red vines. Yes, that it's in the sequel because because that's when Ron and Harry meet each other. They, <laughs> they bond over red vines. They bond over red vines. What's your favorite say red wine? What's your favorite, favorite say the red, red wine with a French a accent? Red vine. And they say this like like they they go through these whole questions. Red vines. Questions. Red vines. Questions. Red vines. They do it so fast yes. and and completely together. They're like, so great. Darren and Darren and Joey are actually very good mm-hmm. friends, and it is evident from yeah. from that. Um, oh. this this on in this, yeah. um, a Harry Potter sequel is actually it has the longest runtime yes. of any Stargate musical at three and a half hours. Which the it's a big one. The third one is actually longer when you were there live. They edited it down. I know it was like. Five hours when when they when they yes, did it live. Yes, and which we'll, getting yeah. into that, we have a very Potter senior year again, book by Brian Holden and the Langs, and we have Darren 
didn't do the music for this one. Because he was on Glee at this point. Yes, because he was on Glee. But we have the music done by AJ Holmes. Yes, and AJ kills it. AJ kills it. But then introducing also Pierce Siebers, who I don't really know much about Pierce, um, but also Clark Backstresser. Yes. And Clark comes in majorly later. Um, and I should mention, I can't remember. Uh, oh, no, no. It's, it's, is it uh, one of the Holmes? Is it AJ that plays Gilderoy? Yes. Yeah. Is, Gilderoy. Because Gilderoy Lockhart in the third one is, is kind the of one. one of the villains. Yes, because in... Cause... Yeah, there's a mouse monologue. He does about being king of the mice. Oh. It's um, so a Harry Potter senior year. It's the... Um, it came out in 2013. Mm-hmm. It is the sixth Starkid musical and the third and final in the Harry Potter trilogy. Guys, I it, cried harder at that than I did the freaking movie. Yeah, it was um, it was originally performed at LeakyCon yes. in 2012, released on YouTube in 2013. And this one is different. It's not a performance. It is a stage reading of the script and not a not a full scale production. Mostly because Darren was ugly. <laughs> Because Darren was on Glee, and and it's set in Harry's final year at Hogwarts, but most of it is based on Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Yes, um, and this is also where we get the introduction of um, we get the introduction of Chris Allen as yes. Moaning Myrtle. Um, oh, it's it's bad. It's but, not my favorite thing. But he comes in big later. Yes, absolutely. Um, and we get Meredith taking over the role of Hermione in that one. Yes, this is because and because we mentioned Bonnie, yeah. um, and we and because because it was LeakyCon, they had actual Ivana Lynch there playing, playing Luna Lovegood, playing Luna Lovegood. Oh, so um, good. And as we, and somebody that we're going to talk about a lot later, Jeff Blim mm-hmm. is Aragog. Brian Holden, who I mentioned loving a minute ago, as Remus, yeah. as, comes back as Remus, but he is also uh-huh. Rubius Haggard. Like Rubius Hagrid, and it is one of my fucking favorite things in the world. Sit on my lap, yeah. Sit on my lap, laddie. And Darren, Chris, like, because they're once again they're just doing a reading. They had like I think it's like five hours of rehearsal. Yeah, it's a lot of the people know the script and are working off a book, but Darren and a couple of other people are like holding yeah. the script as they go it's through it. So funny. And Darren can't breathe. Like he is he about to because lose it's because it. like you said, Brian is a scrawny guy. Darren, I mean, Darren's not a big guy, but he's he has a stockier build. Yeah. And so he is sitting on Brian's knee. And Brian, they don't even, like, bother trying to, like, pad him out nope. as Hagrid. He's just got the big bushy beard hiding he's, everything. He's just got, like, the big bushy beard. And so he makes Darren, like, sit on his lap. And he is bouncing him up and down on his knee. And Darren is trying so hard not to break. And it looks like it is Brian Holden's, like, mission oh, yeah. to try to break Darren. Oh, yeah. It's like, it just and, goes on. And it's got like my favorite, one of my favorite things in it toward the end when he does the reprise of Gotta Get Back to Hogwarts. Yeah. Because one thing you learn about Darren Chris and Starkid, if you ever watch their their concerts or stuff, mm-hmm. they forget their own lyrics nine times out of ten. Stuff <laughs> messes up all the time and they just roll with it. Uh, and he he goes to put his Hogwarts tie on. And he's putting it on and he can't, he's trying to sing and get it straight. And he has buttoned it Totally he, messed up. Oh my god! And so in the middle of the song, he just yells "fuck the tie" and goes right back, continuing to sing. And it's just—I don't know why—but it is the moment that kills me in that musical so mm-hmm. hard. It is so funny. And then, like the closing of that musical, I'm not kidding when I say it makes me cry because you have the moment where they're kind of all like graduating Hogwarts and mm-hmm. saying goodbye, and Darren takes a moment just alone on the stage yeah. to thank quote unquote 
Hogwarts. And he starts to break. Yes. To cry. He starts to cry. And then he goes off screen and comes back off screen, off stage, and comes back with his quote unquote kid, just like in the epilogue of Harry Potter. Only this and one is ha- called Albus Scarfy Potter. Because as we the- hadn't mentioned, yeah. they because they don't include the sorting hat in a very Potter musical. Yeah. And Dumbledore explains this of like why they're just putting people into these random houses is because the sorting hat has run off with the scarf of sexual preference. Yep. And do we see Scarfy in, in sequel? sequel? Yes. Okay. So we see Scarfy in sequel. The, the the Harry Potter characters get sorted actually. Yes. So in in sequel. It is literally a rainbow scarf puppet. Yes. And it is amazing. And the sorting and, hat's also a puppet. It's great. Yes, and the sorting hat is also a puppet. And so in A Very Potter Senior Year, it is Scarfy that Scarfy throws itself into the basilisk's in, face. Into the basilisk's face and saves everybody. And so now instead of the Albus Severus, you were named for two headmasters of Hogwarts. It's, it's Albus, Albus Scarfy Potter. Yeah, named like after were... two of the bravest people I ever knew. Yeah. <laughs> it's what? beautiful. And then he he goes into this like really quiet reprise of the end of Get you, Gotta Get Back yeah, to Hogwarts. Hogwarts. And it's Hope You Find That Hidden Swimming Pool. Uh, and, and it just ends, I don't remember the, the number, but it's like, I, I was so glad I was there. Or something yeah. to that effect. And he's crying. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it gets me every time. And then you have flipping uh, Quirrell and Voldemort <laughs> had a child together. Because <laughs> they, instead of Voldemort dying, he reattached himself to Quirrell because they missed each other so yeah. much. And they are bringing their probably adopted <laughs> daughter <laughs> to to Hogwarts themselves. And they talk about, maybe that's the point of all this. You know, the book would be closing, but, but we'll still have the love that it gave us. And it is it is a very like yeah thank you for being our friend yes moment. exactly and it like i just love that they did that they took that moment in what is essentially the silliest of musicals oh it, it absolutely to, is to be like we're gonna be sincere and say thank you yeah and that's the thing about them about their best musicals yeah their best musicals have a heart mm-hmm. because a parody is great but a parody without a heart leaves me empty I'm, yeah and, and the, I, the, the Harry I Potter have ones always have. A heart. I have a whole discourse mm-hmm. on on parody and satire here in a little while. Yeah. Um. But so so those three. So, those three. We wanted to do those as a package yeah. deal. Um. The second. <laughs> this, yep. The second circuit musical, um, which premiered um premiered on YouTube in 2009, so the same year as a Harry Potter yeah. musical, um, was Me and My Dick. <laughs> and it's um we had the book continuing the theme by the Langs and Brian Holden, but also Eric Congale, mm-hmm. and music and lyrics by by Darren, by AJ, and by Carlos Valdez. Which for those of you who don't know who Carlos Valdez is, he is on the Flash as Cisco. Like yes. he's he's a big deal now, guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like like. And, and he actually and, and, came back. They did a ten year reunion. They did a uh, ten year reunion, and he actually came back and sang on it. Sang well, it. and um, there's kind of like a a uh, Star Kid spinoff because after a while, mm-hmm. like you had like part of the group based in Chicago, and then another part of the group based in L.A. Yeah. And so those in L.A., which was like Joey Richter and Brian Rosenthal, and another friend of theirs named Corey Lubavitch. Um, yeah. formed their own kind of thing called Tin Can Brothers. And so there's a lot of crossover between the two. Yes. And um, and so Carlos was like, Carlos Which would pop in and do Matt, stuff. Matt uh, Mercer from Critical Role yes. has worked, Matt and his wife Marisha yeah. have worked with the Tin Can Bros yes. and stuff like that 
on um oh man i can't remember what it's called it's a game of thrones but it's like high school game of thrones yeah it is friggin' hysterical <laughs> like i haven't i've only seen a little bit of game of thrones and i couldn't yeah. breathe i was getting i was dying um, to do it so oh. but me um as i said me and my dick was the second uh circuit musical and it's the mm-hmm. story about a boy who has a very special relationship with his dick and together they face the trials and tribulation of sex love high school and growing up and joey richter plays joey <laughs> yeah joey richter plays joey and joe walker plays his dick yep um, which was originally was supposed to be Darren, but he was working on Eastwick. Yeah. I, I think he may have done it at like a, like one show. Cause one there's, show. A, there's a picture of him in the outfit. Yeah. So, um, and, uh, fun factoid about this, the soundtrack for me and my dick became the first ever student produced college musical to reach the billboard top 200. And the music for like the musical itself. Once again, you have the same sound issues yes. because they're not miked. It's, it's just going on off of the, the just, ambient mics yeah. in the room, but it is so ridiculously clever mm-hmm. I, it's not my favorite but there are songs in it mm-hmm. that that are just some of the best they've done yeah um the last song in the whole thing um um oh Prisoner, god Prisoner, i i don't I've, oh, it's very I've, like gospel musical I've almost seen, i've seen me and my dick once oh it and makes so... me think of uh of cole porter's um oh um, oh blow, blow the horn like like it yeah. makes you think of like that that type of song it's so funny and it's literally joey losing his virginity to to his girlfriend it's it's hilarious uh nothing feels like a gospel i was like a song with gospel tune or something you're really close like yeah kimberly kimberly's Kimberly's my other brain on this she likes these people a lot too i figured out what we need to do we need like kimmy needs to come in for every episode kimmy needs kimmy needs to be like our producer and and we're like hey hey, kimmy look this up (laughs) <laughs> I accept. <laughs> but um but yeah so that one's really great and the fact that carlos is in it or not in it but does well the, and, um, and also uh cory is in that one that's the first one we see, we see with cory doris with cory doris um, he plays tallywhacker yes guys the names are that on point there's also miss cooter miss cooter is is um jamie lynn Beatty's yes vagina but so but there's also the old snatch yep <laughs> Like it is, it is very inappropriate. Do not watch with children. The Harry Potter ones you can get away with a little bit more, a little bit. But but the nope, the other one is um, big nope. The what I also should mention, I think it's in, it's in one of the very Potter musicals. Like Carlos isn't in it, but like he's part of the band. Yeah, and so I can't remember what it is, but there's something. Where it's like Joe Walker is like Voldemort and like you can see in the video that like he does something or like bursts through the curtain or something like that. And like Carlos is right there. He's supposed to go through the door and the door is blocked. So he walks around the door and goes through the curtain. curtain. It's It's brilliant. It's so fucking funny. Like the meta, Um, the meta jokes in it are just. Oh yeah. Um, From, from here we go into Starship. Yes. Which um, book by, by Brian Holden by the Langs and also Joe Walker mm-hmm. and music by Darren. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Which one, he balanced doing the music for this and being a regular on Glee. It was crazy. This was, yeah, this was kind of the last one. This was like the last yeah. one that he did. Cause after this, he just legitimately had no, no time. time. Um, but this is the fourth circuit production. And this one, it's a sci-fi musical comedy um, about an alien named bug who wants to be a starship ranger yeah. And when Starship Rangers land on his planet, Bug sets out on an epic journey to save the universe and he finds love along the way. 
Um, according to the Starship cast, it's a mix of Avenue Q and the Little Mermaid. Absolutely. It yeah, absolutely it, it, is. It's the, that in space. Yep. I will say this one, like, there are things I absolutely love mm-hmm. about this one. Um, for one, it's the first time that we have Dylan and Meredith playing a couple. Oh, yes. Which they work so well. Even though, like, Meredith is married to Brian. Yeah. Brian Holden, like she and Dylan, like works so yeah. well together. Um, and having um, like uh, kick it up a notch mm-hmm. is one of one of their like great villain songs. Yeah. <laughs> and, like kick it up a notch, like as a whole, and like and they they parody a lot of of kind of you know sci-fi science fiction, yeah. science fiction movies because. They parody aliens. Yeah. Um, because the character that Lauren Lopez plays is like yep. absolutely like one hundred percent a character from aliens. They also are parodying Metal Gear Solid because Metal Gear Solid because Joe Walker's character is clearly supposed to be Solid Snake, sorry. Yeah, Solid Snake. And like it it's stuff like that. And like but Dylan Saunders steals that one for me every time. He absolutely does. Like Dylan and Meredith steal it. I think this is gonna this is gonna sound like really controversial and like I love everybody in this cast. Yeah. So like blanket statement. Like yeah. I love everybody, like people don't hate me. Like Joey, like Joey was like super popular as Ron and he and Darren worked well together. I don't think at that time that Joey had the chops to kind of be the lead i where always, like yeah it's just like for me like i think that's why dylan steals it for me yeah I, my other thing is i the the lead female i don't remember who denise. she is denise thank it's you. denise donovan yeah. i'm not the like i don't think she's a great lead in that particular mm-hmm. one i think there's a lack of chemistry between her and joey that really mm-hmm. comes through yeah um and also she's playing the stereotype i hate yeah like i get that. like i she's supposed to be a scientist and she's dumb and i I'm over that stereotype real hard. So, and I, cause I watch a but, lot of science fiction. But to fiction. be fair, they are doing a parody. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So. It's just, even in their parodies, most time characters are a little bit smarter than that. Yeah. I mean, you get the song in, in Harry Potter se- uh, sequel, you get Hermione singing the song, uh, uh, the coolest girl. Yeah. And so like, I love their, their songs where women take such ownership and they have a lot of them that are yes. really good. So yeah, it's just, I think that, I think her character just doesn't work for me. Whereas most of the yeah. others do. And Dylan's a great villain, of course, always. But yeah, and, and the love song—I cannot remember what it's called right now. It just left my brain. I could have told the you way I do. an hour ago. Yeah, the the the, the parts of that <laughs> are really good. Yeah, because because you have like Dylan's character Tootsie Noodles, oh, Tootsie. who is the like, dumb as a post. Yeah, Let's just the, say it. The, dumb as a the post. greatest dumbo to ever dumbo. He's and, he's from the farm. Yeah. And, and he he falls he falls in love with the android. Um, I cannot can't remember, remember her name. I can't remember yeah. her name, but he falls in love with the android played by uh, Meredith. Meredith, and and so like they have you know they and what it is it's a double love song because you have him yeah. and you have Tootsie and it's like Mecha Girl or something like that. Something that effect, yeah. 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 And like they and, sing the beginning of the song and then it comes in, you have Bug and and his lady, whose again name I don't remember. Like I've only watched Starship a couple of times. I've only watched times. it once or twice, yeah. Um, but I love the song the way I do. Yeah. Because um, like you literally, you know, Tootsie's like kind of professing his love and song and then like Mecha Girl comes in and is like, you're kind of frail and weak and I want to destroy you all. Yep. Um, 
you're a sorry disgrace to the concept of race into logical science and law. But yep. for some reason why, the part of me, I don't want to be programmed this way. Believe me when I say uh, you're the one anomaly. Yeah. And it's just, it is so, like, they sell it so hard. Yeah. And, and that's the moment they steal the show. Yeah. It's because they're sharing a duet with Joey and Denise, and they blow them out of the water. Yeah. It, I, I hate that, but it and, happens. And also, to be fair, Dil- Dylan, and, Dylan and Me- Meredith are strong singers. Absolutely. Joey and Denise aren't. That's absolutely true. Um, but, but anyway. It, yeah, it, like Starship is good. It definitely runs a little bit too long. Yeah, they could have done with like another half, like a, like a half hour yeah, less um, at least. From here, um, I'm there, there, we're, I'm leaving out three the three musicals that we're going to cover, which I probably should have mentioned at the top of the episode. Yeah. We are going to cover um Annie, which is a star like a Star Wars parody. Mm-hmm. We're covering Holy Musical Batman, which obviously a Batman parody. And we're covering Twisted, which is which we mentioned in our Aladdin. It is specifically an Aladdin parody, but it kind of skewers all of all Disney. Disney. And yeah. so I'm kind of leaving those out of the timeline here. And now we get to the one that when I went to look up the information for it, the wiki was just like, fuck, nope. <laughs> um, and that is the musical The Trail to Oregon. And so <laughs> if if we want to tap Kimmy in. Do you want to oh, talk? I can try. I don't know what okay, here's Kimmy. Okay. Hello, long time, first time. <laughs> <laughs> so basically this is Kimmy's favorite circuit musical. Yeah. I'm th- it is based on the Oregon Trail computer game from way back when um back when the dinosaurs still roamed the earth cuz Michelle and I are old. <laughs> <laughs> thanks thanks Kimmy. Th- thanks, Kimmy. <laughs> Sorry. And and so what they did and because it is ba- is based on the Oregon Trail in which you name your character, you name your family. Right. And all these things, they it was a little bit of kind of an improv mm-hmm. show in which they like the audience got to shout out names for the characters and family, and they picked them out. There is the one recorded version that is up on YouTube in which they are named the family is the Dick Rats, which is Star Kids backward. <laughs> um, they are the Dick Rats. You have um, you have the father Jack Bauer played yep. by Jeff Blim, who we mentioned. You have the mom, played by Rachel Soglin, and she is... Oh, give me a second. Slippery when wet. Slippery when wet. Thank yep. you. I knew it was a road <laughs> sign, and I couldn't remember. You have the daughter, Mouthface, mm-hmm. played by Jamie Lynn Beatty. The son, Craphole. Craphole. Played again by Lauren Lopez, playing a, man, playing a boy. Then you have the grandfather, Titty Vitty, oh. played by Corey Doris, who is great. And then he... He also plays, uh, I can't remember. Oh, the Bandit King guy. Uh, yeah. Cletus. Cletus. Yeah, he plays Cletus. And then you have Joey Richter playing literally every other character in this musical. Mainly, importantly, the Bandit King. The Bandit King. Yeah. And and so it tells the story of like all the kind of different things that happen, you know, throughout, like, like the various things that happen when you were playing um, the Oregon Trail. Yeah. And... What was different about this one is that they let the audience vote on who died at the end, yeah. right? Yeah, well, and, and that so, was the, kind of the concept for the whole thing. That was an interesting concept, but hard to 
do if you're watching it online is yes. the names were picked by the audience, uh, like the family surname. And mm -hmm. then it was just like at the very end, you had already voted and it was mm -hmm. like someone died of dysentery. Yes. With a very <laughs> cringy song. Probably my least favorite part of the whole musical. Agreed. Um, but from there, we get naked in a lake. So that's true. You do get you have to go through the fart song to get to the best song, which is naked yes. in a lake. Ooh. What's your favorite song? Ah, uh, oh, oh, come um, on. It's hard to beat wagon on, your wagon is on fire. That is true. But I really like Independence. I think there's something oh, about Joey Richter being like 25 different villagers, like NPCs. <laughs> that is just so good. But I also like... Um, Ah, oh, it's the it's it's act two. It's the bar scene where Jack Bauer finally is yes, like, I'm a man now. And I think <laughs> I really like that song because Joey tries to take this really high line, high note, and just butchers it every show well, he butchers it. And there's this cute little like um like very improv moment every night. It was different. Like if you watch different ones, because I'm a freak of nature. <laughs> um. He always said something different. And in the recorded one, he's just like, you wouldn't know by that last performance, but I would play the lead character in some like musical generic. I forget yeah. which one. And it's just so funny because even Jeff is just like, I can't, I can't do it. But yeah. Well, and, and mentioning this, this is the first musical that Starkid did that was written and like, you know, written by Jeff and music done by Jeff. And so, I do really enjoy it. He does say and that in the first song. He's like, uh, I don't know if you know this, honey, but I wrote the show. Yeah, yeah. The, the wife gets a little... <laughs> and she's so good. And Rachel Soglin is great. The mom is my mom. Um, and I say that with the most love I can possibly do because my mom was that mom who, I'll just go and die. But she wouldn't do it like that on the nose. Michelle will nod and agree that my mom was very guilt trippy. I and think, so, yeah. Yes. I was going to say, I think your family is very much like mine in that the passive aggression is strong. That, I mean, it's yeah. fair. It's fair. Um, And then Michelle's. I don't know if I mean Kia will agree because they're couch buddies. It's what they do, but not always. But Michelle has very strong feeling that I am crab hole because I crab hole is the youngest, as am I, and he likes to just stick random things in his mouth. And I have been okay. Let me see how to mm -hmm. do this properly. I have been known to like chew on plastic. I just always have been that kid who's like you have an oral fixation. Yeah, I like to chew on things, and so. Yeah, and that, yeah, there's, I mean, I could go on and on, it's, be, I like the musical, it's not for everyone, but it's for it's, me. As, <laughs> as I was saying before we started recording, I love Jeff Blim, and we, we will talk ad nauseum about that when we talk about Holy Musical Batman <laughs> and Twisted, but as I said, I can only handle him in small doses, and in, in this, where, like, he, like, he wrote it, he did the music, like it, it is the Jeff Blim show. Very Jeff. Very. Jeff. And so I like at a certain point, I'm like, I need to break, man. <laughs> That's fair. And uh, I can't, I can't go without saying one more song to answer the question. What my favorite song is? I forgot. Cock your mag or cock, 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 cock your wagon. Cock your wagon. Mouth face is cock one of the greatest the songs of all time. Face. But anyway, you gotta. Uh, little sister out. <laughs> <laughs> Cock your wagon, wagon mouth, face. face. See, the the only one in that musical I don't 
uh, other than the dysentery song at the very end, yeah. which is called You Gotta Go, which if you just listen to the words, it's okay. But then you have Joey you making have fart Joey, sounds in the you background. You have Joey doing fart sounds, yeah. But the other one I don't really like, and Kimmy may hit me for this, is Dysentery World. World. I don't like it. I think it's a break in the whole musical. I don't. I just don't enjoy this, it. It's not my favorite song. I like I like You Gotta Go better than Dysentery that, World. Dysentery World is an example of, like I said, I love Jeff, but in this... It's that line. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah, it's it's that line of mm. there comes a point with all of the stuff that Jeff has been at the helm of where I'm like, okay, man, this should have stopped like yeah. an hour ago. Absolutely, yeah. And um, and so especially with like it's real prominent in Trail to Oregon because I'm like it's literally the, the Jeff, Jeff show. show. Yeah. And, and was, that year was cool because they they were doing two. They two were in one doing year. two musicals at the Annie same time. Was, that was the other yes. one they were doing that we're going to talk about. But yeah, I just thought that was really. That's why the this cast is so small for that one. Yes, it's, yeah, and it's kind of, and the same thing for, for Annie for yeah. Annie because was, they were splitting the theater and doing different shows, like like rotating which show yeah. was going each night. Um, but like I said, I like and and I feel that way because I just recently watched um the guy who didn't like musicals mm-hmm. and black Friday, which yeah. again, Jeff did the music and lyrics for both of those. Yeah. And there are times that I'm like, dude, this song should have been over two minutes ago. That's fair. And, um, see, I haven't seen the only one I haven't seen is, uh, the, the most recent one, which is uh black Friday. I'm very surprised you haven't watched black Friday. I didn't, I'm going to be honest. Horror, horror is not my thing. Number one. Um, but I, and I, I only the, liked the guy who like musicals kind of. Okay. When, when we get into it, like I, I have a pitch for you for okay. Black Friday. I watched the first it. like five or 10 minutes and I had something else to do yeah. and I never felt the desire to go back and finish yeah. it. Well, after, um, after that we got, it, we get into Firebringer. Which, which is, is their first Kickstarter musical. Which is their first Kickstarter musical. Well, wait, it was Twisted. Oh, no, Twisted, Twisted. Was Kickstarted. Twisted was the first and Kickstarter musical, yeah. Kickstarter, Firestar is the first one I did. Yes. <laughs> I kickstarted. Yes, same, same here. I still I kick, have a I kickstarted it, yeah. too. Um, this one was book um, by Brian Holden and the Langs, and it was directed by Nick Lang and Julia Albane. And then you had um, uh, music and lyrics, as I said, Meredith Stephen yeah. and Mark Swiderski. Um, this is their 10th stage show and it was the last one that they did in Chicago before they moved because, to LA, yeah. because by that point, most of the group moved to, yeah. to LA. Um, I know Brian and Meredith and I think Denise and a couple, there are a few other yeah. star kids who are still in the Chicago area, but yeah. I think the vast majority of them are in LA. Now. I think so. They, they, on their website, they say they are now stationed in LA yes. as of 2017. Um, but the, uh, the Kickstarter, um, the goal, I think, the goal was oh, fuck. I didn't remember. I meant to write out a goal and I forgot. Um, but it raised. It was it well over the goal yeah. and it raised one hundred and fifty four thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, and it was put on YouTube in um, January twenty seventeen. I didn't get a lot down on this one. There just wasn't a lot. There's not of, a lot. On there, it, yeah. There's not a lot of info on it. It's kind of their first. <laughs> Because pretty much everything else that they did up to this point, it was based on a pre-existing property. Yes. This one was kind of the first one. It's the first like female, like yeah. oriented musical. It is mostly a cast of women. Yeah, which is great. Um, and you know the men are, from what I remember, like the men are just very superfluous. <laughs> yeah, they they don't really matter all that much. Joe Walker is the like great duck. Yes. Priest or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it's a caveman cave yeah. woman. It's I guess, about, it's about Musical. the first woman to bring, woman to bring fire 
Firebringer. Yeah. Yeah. Firebringer. So the first woman to bring fire. To, yeah. Uh, and to them. as I said, I've started watching it and for, and kind of like you with yeah. black Friday, I started watching it and I just, I had other stuff to do yeah. and I just, I never got around to it. Um, I, like, as we said, it, it has a meme from it. That's very, very popular. I don't really want to do the work I don't today. want to do, don't really want to do the work today. Um, and that song, that song's great. I yeah, just, that I was think, a banger. I think for me, it, there wasn't as much heart. It was, yes. there was more joke when it came time for like the heart of the story. It felt more like a joke yeah. in places. And like, I, I appreciated a lot of what they were doing. It just didn't work for me. I, I like, mm-hmm. I wish it did. Cause I always yeah. want them to, to work for me, but it just didn't. Yeah. And maybe I'm older now too. And so it, cause like, I feel like a hipster, their early stuff is my favorite stuff. And like, I will agree with that. And yeah. again, like I think twisted is kind of a magnum opus, Yes. but having just watched the guy who did like musicals and black Friday, there are still things in it that are hit and miss, but I mean, I say the same thing about the, yeah. the very Potter stuff. There yeah. are things that are hit and miss. Um, but they feel a little bit of like a return to form yeah because fair. and and i and it's because like what i'll kind of get into with all of their other musicals except for firebringer they have a pre-existing structure on which to launch a parody yeah and when like with firebringer without having that yeah i think that's kind of why it falls flat and i know it wasn't like the most widely received of their musicals yeah and but as because everything else already has a pre-exist, like you know, coming into it of like, okay, like Annie, a Star Wars parody, okay, like we know, like there's characters that we know, like we've got Jar Jar Binks, we've got Moff Tarkin, we've got Vader, we've got, you know, we've got stormtroopers, we've got all these characters that we've met in the Star Wars movie with Twisted, we've got all the Disney characters you you could ever imagine, yeah, and so having that pre-existing structure it it's a shorthand for yeah. like for the jokes it's like you don't have to, you don't have to work so hard at the setup for the to make the punchline work yeah. you can send like the setup is already there you just have to make the punchline and i think with firebringer it's it spends so much time like because now like you have to create an entire world of your own you have to like establish all these rules of your own and so you have to spend so much work making, yeah. like, doing the setup for the joke that if the punchline isn't fucking, like, stellar, it's not going to work. Yeah, and, and like I said, for me, I feel like, once again, it's that, we've talked about it on a lot of movies, too, mm-hmm. that balance between heart and humor. Yes. I feel like it is misbalanced in that mm-hmm. show. I feel like the humor, it becomes more important than the actual yeah. story. And we've talked about this. Anytime you do that, you start running into problems. Yes. And um, so I think that's why it just doesn't work for me. Um, from here, we get into the guy who didn't like musicals. Which I have seen and do really enjoy. I, I have the, the songs <laughs> on my thing. The best song. Kenny is dancing. Sorry. Well, I mean, the best song in it is the, the one. The show-stopping that, number. The show-stopping number that. That, uh, that I quoted at the top yeah. of the episode. Yeah. It's a show-stopping It's hilarious. Number. It, is, it is a show-stopping number. And Robert Mannion knocks it out the park. The fact <laughs> yes. that he was not supposed to play that character I know. until like days before the performance is insane. Yeah. Um, but it, again, book by the Langs, music and lyrics by Jeff Blim. Um, this one was published on YouTube just in December of 2018. Yep. Um, 
It's the 11th Circuit Musical, and this is the first one in what I mentioned earlier of the Hatchetfield universe. Yes. We have, um, it's a horror comedy musical, and it follows Paul, an ordinary guy who doesn't like musicals. We follow him and his friends as the world around them turns into a musical. And and this, a horror movie. <laughs> and a horror, and this is the thing that was like right from the outset, I was like, oh, this is a musical version of Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, basically. It, that's exa- unlike with with the asteroid and like people being infected yeah. and things like that. It is a modern retail, like a modern retelling of of you know, like uh, the like Night of the Living Dead, like the, like the old school like Romero kind of yeah. thing. A little bit, um, you know, but also kind of a little bit like survival horror kind of thing. Yeah. Which again, like I know it's not your like I know that's yeah. not none I, of that is I your did cup of tea. really enjoy that that particular one though. Yeah. Because he was genre savvy. And genre yes. savvy people make me happy. Yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, and and the other thing with that one that I love is the ending. Yes, like the ending of that one. It 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 could only be that ending. Yeah, and so then when the next one started, I think that was the other thing that threw me. Here's the thing: they it is an alternate universe. Okay, that makes more sense. It is it is an alternate universe. Because they are both happening in 2018 in Hatchetfield. Didn't catch that. I thought it was 2019. Yeah. No, no, no. It is an alternate universe. That's okay. I didn't catch that. Yeah. That's funny. Um, But it's like, I I enjoyed the Guardian Like Musicals. And like, as I, like what I was saying, because we, when you have these small casts, um, a lot of the Star Kid actors, they play multiple Multiple parts. They play multiple parts. That doesn't happen as much. In the guiding like musicals, I mean it. It does and it doesn't. Jeff has multiple parts. For Jeff, sure. I Jeff has too many multiple parts. I think that's fair, yeah. And again, it comes down to like I love and adore the man, but there comes a point where I'm like Jeff, I've been listening to you sing for like a half hour in this musical, <laughs> playing four different characters. Yeah, I love you, my dude. Go the fuck away. Yeah, because he's the boss, but then he's also the girl, the coworker's husband, and then he's the general. And he's and and he's also like the random guy that's part of the show-stopping number. Yeah, which I, which I'm fine with that. Which one. that because like, that's, that's him fine. coming in as as the, one of the zombies. Yes, and I, I think the problem that I have is, and I know like Jeff didn't write the book, but Jeff so like I don't know like who's making these casting decisions, but when you have like you like giving him the number of like Paul's boss and he's singing, you know, like, Oh, like Paul, what do you want? And then it turns into like him. It becomes his, I want song. Yeah. And so like, there's like 15, I want songs in this musical. Yeah. Because it's like the Buffy verse. Like you start singing your, your, your great, your inner thoughts. Yes. Yeah. And you know, and then you have, um, you know, like he's playing that and then he is the cop. Yeah. And so we get a whole number about like how, like, about the cops and like, oh, like we're just gonna shoot our guns at you and well, and, and then again he, and then he seduces his wife when he's a cop. Like and then he, yeah, and then he, we have he's a, a zombie cop. He's, and, a, he's a zombie and he's seducing his wife. That number is hilarious. It is I hal- stand it, by it's so it is funny. hilarious. And then we have him again coming in during the yeah. show stopping number. And then he's the general who comes in to save the yeah, day. Yeah, he could have definitely lost a couple of those parts. It would have been great. Yes. Someone it, else could have been the boss in the general. I, I'm fine with it. I think him being the yes. him, he and Jamie 
are so funny. He and Jamie are hysterical. So, like, keep that number and then change. Because you get there's so many other people in this musical that can have a double role. Especially because Paul's boss is not an important role. It it absolutely is not an important role. But that's just... Um, it Yeah. It's just like that. I didn't that, think about it until you said it. But that yeah. that is part of my problem. Like I said, it's like I I do love Jeff. I really really do. But it's like, it's just that thing of like, okay, you you wrote the music and the lyrics, and now you're giving yourself six parts in this musical. Yeah, and like you're not the main character. Like we don't need to see you every three seconds. That's fair. It, and, and a lot of that may have come down because they had some issues with, with casting. Because like we said, Robert Mannion was probably supposed to be one of those other parts. Possibly. And had to move at the last minute. Yes. Because like they had a, they had one or two people get cast and stuff they, they had, at the last I minute. I cannot remember who it was, but there was yeah. somebody who was cast as the lead of Paul and then basically got a job working with Second City. Yeah. And and so had to drop out like a few days before the musical was set to premiere. So they had and to so Robert it. Robert and, stepped in, and and that could have been not as Paul. Robert is or, the, sorry, the professor. Like, yeah, the professor. But that could that causes a huge rejuggle in the show. Yes. And so I'm guessing that Manion was supposed to be a couple of those roles, and Probably. they just didn't have anybody to fill it in. And so Joe and and Joe's like Joe's like or not Joey. Jeff is like Jeff. I know the music. I'll just jump in. I mean, in. yeah, it, it absolutely makes sense. That, that's probably what it is, but it does make for an unbalanced section, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but from from there, the next musical, the 12th musical that they've had is Black Friday, also set in the Hatchetfield universe, which, as I said, it is set in an alternate reality. Like, yeah. it is an alternate 2018. Um, and uh, it, it came out just this year. Like, they performed it last year. It released on YouTube in February of this year, literally right before everything went to hell in 2020. Um, hey, it's Hatchetfield's fault. It is Hatchetfield's fault. Um, but Black Friday, it's another horror comedy musical, and it's about Black Friday shopping day. Yep. And the world literally goes mad for the Tickle Me Wiggly, which is the hottest toy in the world. And, um, but the thing is, is that there's no way for the two events, like for the events in the two shows to be connected because guys, I'm telling spoilers right now. If you don't want to hear the, if you don't want to hear spoilers about the guy who didn't like musicals or black Friday, stop listening for a little bit because general McNamara, as we see, he bites the big one. So does Paul. And so does Paul. Yeah. They, they have prominent roles in in black friday um to be fair though at the end of black friday they're coming in to get <laughs> to get lauren's character so yes um but this one um like black friday this is the thing the guy who didn't like musicals it's a horror movie i've already seen black friday is a horror movie i want to watch <laughs> because you have because, like, it's this whole kind of, like, eldritch horror. Kind of, like, it's a little bit of, like, an eldritch horror kind yeah. of thing. Because you have, you know, like, some... But it it borrows heavily from Stranger Things. That makes sense. In that instead of an upside down, there's the black and white. Um, there there are a couple of characters, one of them played by Robert Mannion, um, that are, like, super, like, sympathetic characters. And it's, like, characters that you just love. And... And, but literally, like, what happened is, like, this toy kind of, like I said, starts, like, making everybody go insane. And so you start having, like, these Black Friday riots, like, you start seeing over, like, you know, like, the Cabbage Patch and 
you know, Cabbage Patch dolls back in the 80s and stuff like that, like riots over these toys. I mean, fuck, guys, just watch the movie Jingle All the Way and you'll understand what I'm talking about. Oh, don't about. watch the movie Jingle All the Way. Don't do that to people. I'm, if you're talking like. Say it, Kimberly, what riot. do you got to say? How dare you? <laughs> Christmas plastic. That's debatable. <laughs> that is the most debatable statement you've ever made. You're debatable. <laughs> but, um, but like I said, it so it borrows from Stranger Things. So instead of like the upside down, you have the black and white, and um, and it is like some eldritch horror, and it does drag in a couple of places for me. But there's something it has to me some of the more compelling characters than I've seen in a Star Kid musical in a while. Um, and like Dylan Saunders comes in to play yeah, kind of the, the main. He comes, I saw the first like 10 minutes. So yeah. And he has a whole arc that is incredible. Um, Lauren Lopez kind of playing one of the sort of villains of the piece. This like, I mean, just a, a, a like a Karen Supreme, like, um, and you know, Jeff does have a few small parts. As I mentioned, he comes back as general McNamara. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, like I said, for the most part, it's it's like I said, it's it kind of picks from a bunch of different kind of like horror movie styles. Mm-hmm. But again, it like it's something that I hadn't quite seen before, and That's like cool. I I want to see that. That's cool. And I, I absolutely love it. But like, other than that, that's the kind of other than the three that we're going to talk about separately. That's the um, that's Star Kid. They do that's have Star Kid. Uh, um, they do have some concert stuff that you can watch they on do like have, YouTube. They have DVDs, plenty of concert yeah. stuff um, in which they they, they do, do the these, numbers. They yeah. do the numbers from these songs. If guys, man, if you can get if you can find the medley. Like their rogues medley. Rogues medley is the best. It is. It is incredible. Yeah, it's on the apocalypse tour. I think it's on the yeah, it's, it's on well. the apocalypse tour. Yeah. The good, the good medley is apocalypse. Yeah, the apocalypse tour. If you if you listen to the album, it is it is a show in itself. It, yeah, and it's, it's so funny. It's it's a show in and of itself. Yeah, it was in 2012. It's it is a show in and of itself, and it is hilarious. It, it's it is incredible. Oh, it's one of my um, favorites. Is. Yeah, that's that's the one where uh, Jim Povlo yes. is Margaret. Okay. Is Margaret? Yep. Um, but yeah, we 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 are going to get in depth on three different musicals. We just kind of wanted to give you an overview, and like I did, and I, we would spend an hour doing this on our on a different show, and then we'd have to talk about something else besides. So it just makes sense yes. to split it. So we're gonna, we're going to split it up. But I did want to I did want to make a comment on on talk about parody. Yeah. Um, because that, like, that is something you have to understand about Star Kid and parody. Parody is it's an art form which imitates the style of another art form for comedic effect. Um, you like think, for example, like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Yeah. Um, it introduces zombies into the plot of Pride and Prejudice and reworks the novel, but it remains. Like it maintains Jane Austen's style of writing Mm -hmm. um, through like maintains it throughout. Um, It creates a work that is recognizable as Jane Austen, but is definitely not Jane Austen. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, think Weird Al Yankovic songs. Yeah. Like, and as like, um, and also see, you know, the library bards. Yeah. Um, For, you know, parody movies, you don't like think, you know, um, like the movie Airplane. Like the scary movie franchise, not another teen movie. Yeah, most of Mel Brooks's over. Oh yeah, like that parody. 
parody takes the skeleton of an original work and it adds its own comedic elements to kind of exaggerate the flaws of the original piece. And, and that, like, that is one thing that, for example, um, one of the very Potter, I think it's a very Potter sequel, maybe uh-huh. very Potter music. I don't remember, but it's the, um, it's the line of like, Oh, well we could spend months. It's the first one. It's the first one. It's like, we, you know, we could spend months like tramping all over like the dank and depressing English countryside, like looking for these horcruxes. Like the amulet says, that's dumb. We're not going to do that. It was, that's a dumb idea. Yeah. The amulet that. says that's, that's a dumb so idea. And so it's like stuff like that. Um, the, um, uh, God, I'm, I should have come up with more examples, but that was just the first yeah, one that I, th- I to think mind. you got them. Whereas um, it, satire is, um, satire is intended for more than entertainment. Parody is usually pure entertainment. Yeah. Satire it's meant to shine a light on improvements that humanity can make. And so that's where you get things like George Orwell in 19, you're not, uh, not 1984, but um, animal farm. Yeah. And um, you know, satire is meant to, meant to like instigate disapproval of something Yeah. to, to point out its fallacies and to like, as an eye opener. Um, and you know, like for like modern day, like satire, think like the daily show with Trevor Noah or like last week tonight with John Oliver, full frontal with Samantha B. So like that, um, you know, practically most like late night television shows, um, you know, ever since the, like leading up to the 2016 election, every late night talk show is turned into satire at this point. Yeah. Um, but it's using satire. You use humor um, to provide social commentary. Yeah. more what satire does and i would say 95 percent of everything in circuit musicals is pure parody they mimic a style of music they mimic like character types as we talked about in starship um you know or, or like a like a well-used like genre trope etc cetera, etc cetera. but the brilliance of it is that they definitely have moments that stray into satire um like the guy who didn't like musicals, it's a straightforward, pretty much a straightforward parody of like Night of the Living Dead. Um, but when you have like General McNamara going on, um, you know, General McNamara talking about, um, you know, he, General McNamara is the general of a special military unit called PEEP that not even the president knows about. Um, and, and hit like his whole character and his whole thing, like it borders on satire and like they have a number about America is great again. Yeah. And, um, you know, like it has the lyrics of, I don't know what you've been told, but Americans should fit a mold. There's a war to be fought in, in this country against those that are far too bold. I, I, you know, and yeah. then you get into black Friday, which even, which feels even more satirical in certain places. Um, and like, and it goes like you have you have one of the main villains of this like literally going on a whole rant about the only reason that this thing would work in America is because of America's capitalist consumer like yeah culture, and that like it's something that like I appreciate so much more, and I wanted to just kind of lay all that out yeah. there of like just to kind of like explain kind of the difference because like parody is one thing and like satire does another, but when you have like a really good work that is able to meld the two together, it is great. And that is something that star kid does well. And then they also, 
stray into some sincerity. They absolutely do. Like I, the, the fact that they are able to like in twisted, yes, balance those three things mm-hmm. is absolutely. when we get to twisted, we'll talk about it more in depth. But they, there is a balance to what they do. Yes, that is striking. That I like is one of the reasons I will say genius. Yes, absolutely. It's because the, when they stray from, like, they have the satire, they have the parody, and then suddenly they stray into sincerity, and you're like, wait, this is supposed to be making me laugh. Why am I there, in a puddle of tears? Abs- there, there's a, there's a song. It is a brief, tiny song in, in Twisted, and every time it comes up on shuffle on my phone, I get teary. Yeah. Like, to me, that's impressive when yes. you can take... When you take this thing, even with satire and parody, they do go hand in hand. Yes. But then straying into sincerity, that is that is a whole other, like, to go, to do that. Yes. Like, in the Harry Potter ones, like we talked about, like, they have some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly you're actually singing to have a home. Like in, yeah. in, like, in the second Harry Potter musical, Harry has this beautiful number about how Harry has never been loved He's or had anything. And suddenly he has a home. He has a mm-hmm. place he can smile and laugh. And like, the, like I said, the brilliance that the brilliant ways that they do that yes. touch touch me. <laughs> like that's where I get like their genius, and I love them. Yeah, because and, and anybody can do a par- not anybody, but parodies have been done. Good parodies, I, bad parodies. YouTube take your is pick. fucking full of parodies. Yeah, you, good parodies, bad parodies. Take your pick. There are like you mentioned. Two, you mentioned good and bad when you were listening. You're listing your list. Yeah, you know, airplane scary movie. There you go. Good and bad. But <laughs> well, and you know, and yeah. to be fair, even you know, even Mel Brooks. I'm like, yeah. okay, like Mel Brooks, like Blazing Saddles is great. But there, uh, yeah. But like Spaceballs. Yeah. Um, like there, don't get me wrong. There are iconic, like hilarious things about about space, it. Yeah, about baseballs. But you know, but then you have. But to me, it's not a send up the entire genre. He's just making fun of Star Wars. Yeah. Where as opposed to Blazing Saddles and like Young Frankenstein. Yes. And um, we like, could just it, do a Mel Brooks book too, guys. Oh, we <laughs> we will we will get to it. Um, but you know, whereas like like I said, Blazing Saddles is a send up of the Western genre. Yeah. And and then, you know, Young Frankenstein is a send up of like those very specific like nineteen yeah. thirties like horror, horror movies, movies. You yeah. know, like MGM horror movies. And you know, and then you have like Robin Hood Men in Tights, which is making fun of like an entire genre of filmmaking, which is Robin Hood like action yeah. movies. Well you have High and Anxiety, which is high anxiety, all of the yeah. Hitchcock movies. Yes, high anxiety. Which is all of the Hitchcock which movies. Which is all of the Hitchcock like, movies. It makes fun of all of them at one time. It's insane. Yeah. Um you know, and then you know, like the producers, you know, producers. being like the producers being a send up of like both kind of like Broadway culture, but also like the Nazism of yeah. the, you know, like the late thirties and forties and, you know, and like I said, sometimes it works, but you know, then you have, like I said to me, like space balls. I'm just like, eh, or even I... ones that we don't think about. Like there's like the, the, the 12 chairs, which I haven't actually seen. Mm-hmm. And so like that, sometimes it just doesn't quite work. Yeah. Yeah. And absolutely. You know, and, um, and a lot of, you know, for example, like, a like a more, like not even like quite modern. Cause it's now like, you know, like 20 years old this movie oh lord but we even talked about it in our film class the movie cable guy yeah everybody like went into cable guy thinking it was going to be a comedy that movie is a satire yeah and there are plenty of movies that that get there are plenty of movies that get that same kind of treatment because like i can't remember um the name of the movie but it was a oh it was man of the year 
with Robin Williams. Yeah. Again, everybody went into like, oh, it's Robin Williams. It's going to be the fucking funniest and thing I've ever satire, seen. Yeah. And it's a political satire. Which, which Robin Williams was, was good Robin at Robin Williams at doing was brilliant that. at. Yeah. And, and so like that, that is a thing that like people like I think need to be able to distinguish the difference. And with, um, you know, they, like, I guarantee, like, absolutely Starkid, like they started off as kind of like pure parody uh-huh. with a very Potter musical and even like me and my dick and things yeah. like that. Although they are saying there, there are some things they're saying about society and our, our obsession with with sexuality and sex, yes. and sex and as a teenager be, having that yeah, session to be fair there are there is some things that are saying yes. yeah but i just like i said i wanted to like get that out there now so that we didn't have so that i don't have to like talk about it yeah. in like go on this whole extended lecture <laughs> in each of the three episodes i wanted to put it out there now but yeah just we absolutely love team star kids yes and, and we're really excited to talk about this we're so excited to talk about it and um i like having like I said just recently watched the guy who didn't like musicals in Black Friday, like I now want Black Friday. Like I want us to start recording it for Thanksgiving. <laughs> like <laughs> it's great. Um, but yeah, these 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 musicals are a lot of fun. They are all for free on YouTube, guys. Yeah. And so the these are ones of like you know, because sometimes the movies that we talk about, it's either like we have a copy of like an old movie. Yeah. Or it's on streaming it's, at it's, that moment. It, it's streaming at that moment, but not always streaming. And, and sometimes, like, we're lucky enough to be able – we have the Netflix and the Hulu and, and the Amazon yeah. Prime and the Disney Plus, and, like, not everybody has yeah. every single streaming service out there. And so these are all for free on YouTube. And so yeah. these, absolutely, we can say, these are incredible. Get They like, won't break your budget. They won't break the budget because, literally, like, they are for free. Yep. Um, some of the early ones you have to watch in, like, nine-minute chunks – um, and the quality is not great, but you are in for a good time. Yeah. And so anyway, we're going to talk a lot more about Star Kids. So I'm going to end it there unless you have something else to add. Darling. That's it for me. All right. Then that will get it for this episode of Couch Buddies. As always, we thank you so very much for listening and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode of Couch Buddies, why not leave us a rating and review over on iTunes? And while you're at it, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us by searching on social media. We're Couch Buddies Pod on Twitter, on Tumblr at couchbuddies.tumblr.com, and you can email us at couchbuddiespod at gmail.com.